The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. All right, Farrell on the bench with you. So I don't know what's happened. I, I think, uh, so, you know, I was saying, uh, Carver Hyde, that the church was down. I think I lost internet is what happened. Everything's crashed in, in my house. I have no idea why. It's like, there's nothing wrong. There's no weather. There's nothing. It just sucks is what it is. It sucks. Yeah, I mean, the, it does it all the time. Perfect. Have I not had these problems like during the show before? Yeah. Not the radio, but just the, even the TV show. I've been like, my internet's down. It just goes down like out of the, the clear blue sky with nothing, no storms, no nothing. It just goes out. And I absolutely have none right now. Zero. You got to be kidding me, dude. So what do you think would happen? So if I tried to fix it, it would screw this up? Let's just leave everything alone. You're, just you're leave fine it, right don't, here. Just so leave don't everything touch alone, anything. Okay? You're fine where you are. Don't, don't, don't go messing around with everything. 1201, so you, you want to go mess with something? Go ahead. So you're going to uh, – are you going to take over the church? I'm, I, I just put something in there. People are chatting, yeah. And what did you put in there? Did you put that I think it's weak ass? No, I'll, I'll put that next. Thank you. And then put something uh, great about uh, Domino. Good job, Domino, or something. I tried to do that, but uh, I knew there was a problem when I started, like, uh, texting things into the church, and the church wasn't working. So, obviously, that's why no one was there, because it wasn't working. But there are people there. Yeah. Right? And it's it's my internet being down that I have absolutely nothing going, because it's me. You got to be Pharrell and kidding me, honestly. I mean, you have got to be Pharrell and kidding me. I can't tell you how mad that makes me right now that I'm in here and this. You only knew how bad I wanted to swear. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you, because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. 
And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn, and most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, for real events. So I got back in there somehow. I used a different one, right? Uh, a different Wi-Fi, Carver High, and I'm I'm back up at all the. I think uh, uh, pretty much all of the ones that I put up are not there. Just one of them is right. One of the texts I put up. So I guess it doesn't matter anymore. It's not that entertaining or exciting hearing me uh, talk about it. But I want to kick someone in the face. How does that sound for being entertained? Because, like, it's just unbelievable to me that I'm constantly dealing with this. Like, how much money do I Pharrell and pay to these people? And it never works. I mean, it's unbelievable. I got to get a new one. I got to get a new company. I'm done with these people. They're losers. That, that, that's the bottom line. I got a bunch of idiots that I'm paying all this money to, and their shack never works. Right? Like, is it me? Am I making this stuff up, Carver High? Like, how many nights a week do I have a problem? Uh, pretty frequently. I'm pretty just, frequently. I'm done. I'm just done with it. I am done with it. I'm so sick of this. Like, it's just so painful. Oh my God. Anyway. So, um, I was telling the story before, uh, earlier in the show and I had to stop because I was going to interview Chris. So I wanted to go back to it. Like, uh, I don't know what point, uh, I, I left it off at, but I will tell you that, um, I watched this show uh, recently during the Hanta, during the COVID, during the quarantine, during the stay at home, during the most people, that's what they do anyway, right? They stay at home now because of this. And nobody wants to go out and like hang out with people, do they? Except the uh, stupid asses that think they're funny. Like, have you seen these people, Carver High, all over the country that refuse to wear a mask? They do it like in spite of everyone that wears a mask. Yes, it's just basically they're, they're, they will not back down, they will not wear one, and they will let you know that they are not going to wear a mask. Have you, have you, seen, have you seen them, the ones wearing the um, mesh ones, that, so that, uh, and then they yell at you that every, all their action is going to spray in your face anyway? Yes, I've seen that too. So did you hear me today on uh, Coast to Coast? I hope all those people die. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, in my opinion, so if you're allowed, if you're allowed to do that, if you're, if you think that you're privileged and that you're like, this is your world and we're all just living in it and you're going to do whatever you want in spite of, of what's going on in the world, that people are dying of, of COVID and you are convinced because some fat ass loser in the White House has convinced you that it's all a hoax. Because you're so stupid ass that you follow that sucker, then you all um, walk around with your no masks on and have your parties, and then you all get sick. 
And then you're allowed to be a D to everybody else, and you're never going to wear a mask, and no one tells you what to do. You're American. Well, then I hope you die. How does that sound? I don't care what anyone thinks. I'm never taking it back. Not one word of it. Not one word of it. So it's okay for you to be an idiot and say things. It's okay for you to go around saying, no, tell me, put a mask on. Ain't nobody telling me no, 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 put no mask on. I'm American. Well, then I hope you die. How does that sound? Do you like that? I hope your whole family gets it. How's that? How's that taste? You don't like people telling you what to do? Then try it. Have, have my sandwich in your mouth. How's that? My sandwich taste. How does that taste? Honest to God, is there anything dumber that you've ever seen in your lifetime ever than these people? I mean, you have got to be the dumbest people I've ever seen in my life do anything. Carver, I'm not even making this stuff up. Like, turn on the network news and you can watch it all night. Turn on the morning shows, you'll see it all morning. Watch your local news, you'll see it all day. All these people that refuse to be told what to do. No one's telling them anything because it's all a hoax. Fake news. Oh, my God, you people are so stupid. How I, I can't even believe that I live in a country. Honestly, I can't even believe that at my age that I now am watching this country that I live in. <laughs> and I've been living here my whole life. I've never seen people dumber than this. I've never seen anything so stupid in my life as to watch people think that they uh, can't get sick or that. Uh, they're not going to wear a mask no matter what. They're just going to defy everyone because they're just not having it. Like, can you even, you can't even make this stuff up in a bad movie. You can't even make it up in a bad movie. There, there is no excuse for it. It is unbelievable. It's inexplicable that people are doing that. You have got to be the dumbest people on the face of the earth. And you can say whatever you want about me because you know what you can do. You know what you can do? Because you know what? I'm right here, and my gigantic ass is right in your face, so kiss it, <laughs> okay? Because I'm not listening to any of you people anymore. I'm not putting up with it. I'm not having it. I won't care. Don't even call me to tell me you don't like what I'm saying either. Don't, even, don't waste your time calling me up to give me your opinion of my uh, comments either. Don't even waste your time talking to me. No one. I'm not listening to anyone tell me, you know what, we're just not having this, this tirade of yours about the American people. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine, Carver? I, can you imagine him calling me up? Scott, uh, listen, I don't, you, there's some kind of thing. We are wishing death on people. You know, this is a serious time, Scott, in America with the COVID. We have protocols here that we're following. Everyone has to follow. You're, you get in line, mister. Get in line. <laughs> Can you imagine, Carver, that I got to listen to it? I'm not going to listen to it. When I see people doing that, I saw on the network news tonight, people wearing mesh masks to spite people. I want to, you know, I don't even want to punch you in the face. I want to swing a sledgehammer in your skull. Right through your freaking mouth and knock every one of your teeth through the back of your head. That's what I want to do. I just wanted to say that because, you know, 
I mean, I, I'll tell you what, you come in here talking about sledgehammers. You come in here talking about that Georgia Bulldog not having a football season. <laughs> you mention that Confederate flag one more time, that flag, boy. Uh, you talk about that kid they dragged by that chain. We'll do it to you. Hold on one second. <laughs> Sorry about that. Listen, don't mess with us, Pharrell. We know you live down here in the dirty. Yeah, let's wear a mask. Busy over here. I'm busy. I'll tell you what. Hey, Pharrell, I heard it's your birthday next week. You and that Carver High. Actually, it's, uh, I think, in two weeks. Isn't that Carver High? I believe uh, 10 days. Week and a half. Week from Tuesday, week from Wednesday. So we're almost there. Don't Big tell birthday. me about no calendar. Don't tell me what day it is. Ain't nobody come around here tell me anything. I know what day it is. Tuesday. Well, I heard you talking today about with that guy in Lansing, Michigan. I heard that show on the internet. And you were talking about David Letterman making fun of Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon and Stephen Colbert. Son American. Make America great again, Pharrell. Don't be talking about Jimmy Kimmel like that. He hands out them Grammys and them Oscars. I'm a little I'm a little perturbed by your behavior tonight, Pharrell. Talking about uh masks and and that haunter. <laughs> Can you imagine? I don't, I really don't, I don't know, I don't know what to think about all the dead people that are walking around with no masks on, I don't know what to think, hey, you know what they are, I think you guys, I figured it out, maybe I'm wrong, I don't want anyone to die, I I don't want anyone to die, I'm just kidding, but now that you are all walking zombies, (laughs) and you're walking around dead, I don't have to wish death on you, because you're already dead to me, bro, don't be coming down here, don't, 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 Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.
Trevor Hyde said I'm on drugs. So uh, the deal is this, is that uh, I watched the show, uh, Action Bronson show, uh, Pharrell, That's Delicious. Now, I've not, I have no idea what year it is. It might be 17, 18, 19. I don't know. I don't care. I, I started watching it with my mother-in-law, Kathy O. She likes to snap tubes and drink. And she's from Belfast, and she'll blow your legs off, your body. If you mess with uh, her family type thing, it's like a you know Northern Ireland thing. They'll just kill you, blow your legs off. And uh, she drinks whiskey and smokes fatties, which is awesome. And so I got her watching this show with these three fat dudes. And I mean to tell you, these dudes are so fat and disgusting and repulsive. But what's great about them is they clearly have money and they clearly have fame and they clearly sell out arenas and theaters and concert halls and, and venues. And I mean, they pack them in. And this guy, when he does gangster rap, whatever the hell you want to call it, he uh, he just gets people freaking out. I mean, they freak out. And he he body surfs. He's 300 pounds. And he jumps into the crowd. And they hold him up. And they pass him around the room like the guy weighed a buck 60 soaking wet, right? Meanwhile, he's 300 pounds. I mean, my guy is the size of an El Dorado. Right. And then his buddy is a fat ass, too. And then the other one is a fat ass. There's three of them that are fat. And I mean, just flat out fat. And and what's great about it is, is that uh, action, mayhem and uh, and I don't know, Bez, big body Bez, he they're all fat and they all are proud of it. Like there is no denying that they're proud, that they're giants, that they're monsters, that they're fat asses. In fact, when you watch the show, you'll crack up laughing because I don't laugh that much, right? I'm not a, I guess I do. I laugh a lot on the show, on this show. And, um, you know, because we have a lot of fun uh, between Carver High Mafia, Joe Ranieri, all the people. And wherever we've done the show over the years, it's been funny and we laugh a lot. We make fun of people, right? So, but I don't really sit around laughing watching television, right? I'm not a, a guy that's like, <laughs> I pass the popcorn. All oh, those guys are funny. I'll tell you that, that Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel, <laughs> you're, you're a funny guy. I'm not that guy, okay? I'm the guy making fun of him. I'm the guy going, what a pee. Okay, so... When I watch these three dudes, I'm cracking up. I'm I'm just literally losing it watching it. I'm laughing like literally every 30 seconds. Cause these guys, Carver High, I swear to God, they they smoke like a pound of weed a week and they drink five hundred bottles of wine a week. The th- the four of them. The alchemist is a skinny white boy, but the other three fat asses, the, the four of them together drink 500 bottles of wine a week. And they're like, yeah, we don't drink uh, booze. I don't put booze in my gullet. I don't, uh, uh, beer sucks, makes you fat and bloated and you can't eat. He goes, I want to eat. He goes, I'm here to eat and smoke dope and drink. And wine, uh, it's the flavor, the smell of it and the flavor of it. I like to wash it around in my mouth and I like to smell it before I do it. And then it tastes, he says, it tastes to me like I'm drinking different Kool-Aids, but then I end up farreled up and I smoke like five blunts. And then and they eat so much food. They eat eight meals a day and all they do is party and make fun of people. And they laugh and they joke and they completely freak out having fun. 
just tripping their bees off. I mean, these guys are absolute chaos personified and they eat eight meals a day. And I'm not talking about eight meals like Waffle House, like getting a waffle and an orange juice. I'm talking about they order every single item on the menu and they eat it all. I mean, they I mean, they eat the entire menu. They, they go into the restaurant, and the first thing he says, because all the waiters and all the chefs know they're coming, right? It's a show. So they, we're bringing a camera crew in. We're going to film here. They don't just walk around and go, hey, we're going to come in and attack you with cameras and start eating your food. It's obvious that all the restaurants know they're coming, and they and the chefs make them all this food. So when they come in, they act like they're going to order and have dinner. But what they really are saying is, can we just get everything? And then they bring them everything. They bring literally 200 trips to the table with food. And they, these guys eat every last bit of it. The, the skinny white guys like laying on the floor having convulsions because he can't hang with these 300 pounders. These 300 pound dudes literally can eat a car and then get up and an hour later eat another one. They're, it's like a bad movie. And I mean, these dudes, they get so, so farrelled up. I can't even tell you how drunk they are and how high they are. And they just absolutely go from place to place eating. And I mean, they eat all over the world, Morocco, Spain, Italy, France. They're in Paris. They're in San Francisco. They're in New York. They're in Texas. They're in Kansas City. They party. They just go. All they do is it's Anthony Bourdain on drugs. So they go and they get absolutely shack faced and they eat. And when they're eating, they this guy, he literally, it's like he's having sex with the food because he loves it so much. The, the, the Action Bronson guy, the rapper, the main guy of the show is him. And he just, it's like he, he even admits it. He doesn't even want women in his life at all. He wants food in his belly. And then they literally eat so much food that they spend a day showing this guy sitting on a toilet. <laughs> And he just sits on a toilet and cables for like an entire show and they show it. And you're just sitting there going, this isn't happening. And my 87 year old mother-in-law is sitting there going, oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Oh, no. And he's in there and he's just ripping ass and just going off in the bathroom. And he's like trapped in some hotel suite. He can't even go out because he's eating so much food that he's just he's just having like an all day session in the bathroom. And like, I'm sitting there watching it and I'm so blown away by it. And I'm laughing so hard. These guys are animals. And then they, they make videos. Uh, they, so like, cause he's a rapper. So they'll go and film videos. Right. And they'll, uh, they'll show him making a video and the videos are hilarious. They're absolutely hilarious. They got guns, they got money, they got dynamite, they got weed, they got strippers. <laughs> they got it all going donkeys, cars, uh, bodies, body parts, fish, they're throwing fish. These dudes are absolute whack jobs, whack jobs. I swear to God, I watched like 20 episodes of this thing in a row and I was laughing like my onions off. I can't even tell you Carver High how much I laughed. It was so funny. I honestly, like it made me want to quit my job and uh, do, you know, like a, a food show. <laughs> Because I was so jealous of what they were doing. Uh, uh, on the surface, uh, just from hearing you talk about this, and I have never seen this show in my life. I wouldn't know where to find this show. I wouldn't know anything about this show. But just Hulu. from listening to you talk about it, Hulu, Hulu, okay. Well, just from listening to you talk about it, 
it seems like in the future, these gentlemen are going to have some kind of health issues. Like yeah, I mean, there's going to be something down the road uh, that's not going to really go very well for them uh, and probably at a younger age than they should. So yeah, that's what it sounds like on the surface to me, but it sounds like they're having the time of their lives right now. Yeah, you know, they even admit it. They're like, we're going to, uh, we're here to uh, eat and live life to the fullest. Because, like, they go to some places and the waiters and waitresses and the owner are like, uh, we're we're not familiar with that type of lifestyle. Wait a <laughs> and then, are they going, what type of places are they going to here? I mean, are we talking about they're going to, uh, you know, they're going to hit the border, they're going to Taco Bell, or are they going to steakhouses? Are they going to Lugers? I mean, where, bro, where yeah, are these they, guys they eating? Show, they, guys did eating? Show, they did a show at Lugers in the parking lot. So they didn't go to Lugers. They sat out in the parking lot at Lugers in the middle of winter in a snowstorm, and they ate 50 pieces of steak. What, they got a little takeout? They got a little Lugers yeah, to take go? Out. Going out to the good <laughs> When the waiters come out with the food they brought, like like they used to do for us at Andiamo in Vegas, they bring out like 10 trays. These guys bring out 50 trays. And then they get all the apps and sides, and uh, they bring out 30 bottles of wine. And they sit in the parking lot of Luger's, and they blow doobies, and they eat steaks until the white guy, the alchemist, is so stuffed that he looks like he's going to drop dead. And they're forcing him to eat. They're like throwing pieces of beef in his face, into his mouth. And forcing him to hold his mouth. Everything on the show is abusive. It's like jackass with food. And it's with three fat guys and a skinny white guy. And it is so funny. I mean, it is so funny. And they go to nothing but the greatest restaurants in every country. New Zealand, Australia. They're in Sydney. They're in Melbourne. They're in Auckland. They go to Tokyo. They go everywhere that there's food. And then they know where to go. They've planned it out. They know the restaurants. They know the best chefs. They know the best food. They know the best fish, the best sushi, the best uh, noodles, the best Thai food, the best falafels, the best calzones, the best pizza, the best breakfast places. The best. I mean, it, that's all they do. And so every place they go is like a guide to you. They're like, it, when he's doing a show, he's like smoking a joint in your face. He's like... <sighs> You're going to want to yeah, write these I mean, names they're, down. They're getting He's it like, to go? I mean, they're no, taking all these meals to go? No, they go right in the restaurant. And eat these places? No, they go right in the restaurant and eat it. Sometimes they'll eat out in their van or in the parking lot, like at Luger's. By the way, did you know Luger's went bankrupt this week? Yeah. Wow. I was just there a couple months ago. That is the spot, man. I can't believe it. But Well, who who isn't? I mean, it's hard for anybody in that business right now. So anyway, these dudes go around to all these great restaurants, and then they teach you where to go. Like, you know, the, the guy's like, yo, man, if you're in Paris, you got to do this place. This is the greatest cheese you'll ever eat in your life. He's like, I'll tell you the name one more time. And then he shows you the name of the restaurant, and, and you're supposed to write it down. Remember all these spots. Like, the ones in New York that they go to are, like, all over Queens and Brooklyn and Flatbush and they everywhere. They just go to the coolest places and they have so much fun and they're so funny. They're idiots. They go to Alaska. They're flying planes, fly fish. They do everything. They do everything. It's cool. I might as well mention that, right? So next week, uh, baseball starts, and 
Uh, what, what is it, Thursday and Friday? Thursday is opening day, and then you'll get a full slate on Friday and every day thereafter for, I guess, you know, 65 days. Right, so the first day is Yankees and Nationals, and then there's another game? There is. The nightcap is Giants-Dodgers. All right, and then and that's it. And then Friday's full slate, everybody. Friday, everybody plays except those four teams. The teams that play on Thursday are not going to play on Friday. Everybody else will play on Friday. Yeah, nothing like they've been off uh, since uh, four months ago. And well, then, that's just yeah, and then they bring that's them the back. Thing. They they bring them back and they play one game and give them a, a day off already. Well, well, that's this is the national TV opening the season. Everybody, you know, is going to start the same day, but they want to have those standalone games for national television. So that's why you get those two games the night before, and then everybody else plays the next day. They want to have a little a little big opening party. All right, so I'm going to have uh, Pharrell on the bench.com working again starting next Thursday, allegedly. That's the plan. So that's been uh, dormant and frozen basically since uh, sports ended. Uh, I've not you know, opened it up for UFC or uh, you know, Premier, Bundesliga, La Liga. Uh, the site's never been one for, at this point in time, up until now, a soccer site or a, uh, it's always had UFC picks on it, but I'm not opening it up just for that, right? Like, I'm not uh, opening the shop up for just one uh, piece of bacon. You know what I mean? I want the whole slab and I want to have other options as well. I want to have other uh, meats in there. So we're going to have baseball, hockey. NBA, and then I know we're going to be doing soccer, allegedly, and even uh, golf and everything else. It's what I've been uh, advised by people in the know. People, high-level people are involved in this, very high-level. And then I am uh, the guy, as you know, that does the picks. I don't get involved in the uh, business end of it very much other than, uh, you know, I know everyone that's involved. And I, frankly, picked most of them. And then uh, Sports Grid got involved with me. And now I'm working with them. And they've got all kinds of sophisticated technology and people that are smarter than me that are getting involved in my website. So it's very exciting times. Great things are happening. Carver High is excited. Next Thursday and moving forward from Thursday, it would appear to me that it is happening. I got a call today that it's happening. So I also have a alleged, uh, I'll have more information like Tuesday on it, and then it'll right. allegedly start on Thursday. Well, you got to remember, yeah, no, that is fair enough. And just think about it. I mean, Thursday is really the day that we've been waiting for. And every day thereafter is when the floodgates are going to kind of open. I mean, we've had some stuff. This MLS has been, you know, fun. And you've had your UFC fights. And we've had the NASCAR going a lot. But, I mean, we're talking about the things that people have been missing for the last four months big time. Baseball, hockey, NBA, all of that. When we get That's to right. Thursday, Scotty, every night, starting on Thursday, provided that everybody, you know, keeps playing and everything stays safe, is the start of what will be a long run of MLB every night. A week later, NBA every night. Two, day, uh, two days after that, hockey every night. And then all three of them will be rolling heavy for two months straight. Every single night, it's going to be fun. We've been waiting yeah, for it. Yeah. 
You know what? It's it literally is every single night. It's going to be nonstop uh, chaos, right? Like absolute betting chaos and viewing chaos. And you know what? We deserve it as a uh, sports nation to have it come back and to be in its full glory because we've suffered through this. Like I don't bet on Korean baseball and on, <laughs> uh, and on NASCAR. That's me. And I'm just being honest. And, uh, you know, I've been known to, uh, talk about head to heads in golf, but I'm not one to put them up and bet them like, you know, every day, like every single day, that's not my bag. Right. NASCAR and all that. I, seriously, like it is what it is, but, I've done, I guess, in the past, some World Cup betting, and uh, never, I've never done MLS. I mean, just on the site, right? Right. So right. now, I think we're all uh, you've done on the site in the past is I know that you've done some, you know, because I've helped out that you know those years where you had World Cup and Euro in the right. summer, you put some World Cup and Euro up, but other than that, you haven't. And right. August, August is just going to be so stacked. Because when you still have all 24 NBA teams, and I mean all 24, yeah, 24 and 24, NHL and NBA, because those first couple of weeks when everybody is still in it before they start chipping teams out, you know, when we get to September, you're going to get into conference finals and, and the teams will whittle away. But those first three weeks in August, when everybody is still in the mix and you've got five games a day, every single day at all the, at the two NHL hubs at Orlando, for the NBA, and you've got a full MLB slate every day, we are going to make up for some lost time here the first three weeks of August. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm sick and tired of this, you know, to be honest with you. I just, and, uh, and you know, August, when I see... <laughs> it's usually such a dead month for us, right? August, we're usually like, God, could football get here already? I mean, just get me through August. This year, we're not going to want August to go away. It is going to be so crazy what's going to go on. If it goes on and you're right, because in training camp, you want to kill yourself because NFL training camp and preseason sucks. We won't even care about that. We won't even care about what's going on training camps. There's going to be so much happening. I don't even care about the all-star week. I think that's torture too, to be honest. I think it's the worst week of the year. I mean, I really do. But now every day it's going to be, you know what that is? That 60 game season is a, it's basically a, uh, it's a race. That's what it is. It's a race. A race to the finish line. Who's going to win and make the playoffs? And that's it. Who's going to get the divisions and wild cards? That's it. Because at the end of the day, there's no expanded playoffs, right? So it's just going to be a race. It's a, you know, how they always talk, you know, we'll see how they do once they get to September and uh, see if they can finish the deal. And hold off those those chasers. But I think that obviously now it's just going to be the whole time you're going to have to win. It's like we were talking about with Domino. If you get injured, if you're a star uh, player, you get injured um, and you're out two, three weeks. If you're out longer, uh, six to eight weeks, like, you know, like the Rondo guy with the Lakers. If you're a baseball player, you get injured. Let's say you miss a month or two. You're done. Finish. I mean, it'll that's going to kill teams. You'll see. Uh, I don't think the COVID's necessarily going to uh, knock everyone off the uh, beaten path. Now, if a, if a team gets a whole team gets sick, then they're screwed. Well, they're good right now because, as you've seen, like we talked about it today on Coast to Coast when they put that new report out, six positives out of 10,000 tests taken. 
But let's also remember this. They haven't started flying all over the country yet. You know, they're all in that. They're all in their homes. They're all in their home ballparks. They're all going home. It looks like after they're done working out or playing their inner squad games starting Thursday is when you're, these teams are going to be getting on planes. They're going to be getting on planes every three or four days, and they're going to be flying all over the country. Let's see if the great numbers that they've put together will stay that way, because I'm confident in the NBA and the NHL. The MLS was a disaster when that bubble started, a disaster. They threw two teams out. They told two teams to go home. And, but now, But now, two weeks later, they're getting zeros. They're taking tests, and they're coming back with nothing. So all the NBA and the NHL have to do, from what I've seen, but is get through that first in a week bubble. And a half, two weeks. Yeah, exactly. Baseball doesn't well, have that luxury. They don't have the luxury. So you tell me, when a baseball team travels, let's say, let's say a team just hypothetically, um, let's say the Phillies go down to Miami to uh, play the Marlins, right, uh, for right. four games. Let's just say hypothetically, and they go down there. You're gonna tell me that there's no way they're staying in some hotel. Let's say the Let's say the Shore Club put them up, right? And they were right. staying there. And you're telling me they're going to quarantine the, the Shore Club for four days, cl- you know, clean it, and that no one's allowed to walk in or out of the facility or the property, and they're going to just cordon it off, and a baseball team is going to take over a hotel in Miami, and that they're not going to walk down the street or anything. They're going to go literally in the front door, and then when they leave, they're going to get on a bus and not be in contact with a single person at all, because in Florida, it's running rampant right down the street. You walk down the street, you catch it. That's how that works. It is everywhere. So you're telling me that a baseball team can just fly to Miami, stay in a hotel for four days, and they're going to be fine? And you know what I say to that? My ass. Yeah, you're asking for guys to continue to do what they're doing right now at home, it seems like. But there's two folds to this, because A, is all the 30 guys on the baseball team going to just go to the ballpark and go back to the hotel and do absolutely nothing else the entire time that they are in that city. And B, when you're in a city like Miami, where let's be fair, let's just call it like it is, um, they have not been doing uh, the same things that go on in other places, as in they're just letting people do whatever they want. So all the people that work in the hotels, that even if the players did everything the right way and they didn't go anywhere, could they still get it because the people working in the hotels are not going to be on the up and up? You know, I'm right. sure that they've got this stuff covered. I'm sure baseball's thinking about this stuff and the hotels that they're putting these players in, they're going to make sure that the safety precautions are there. But there's a situation where even if the players are doing their part and not going anywhere, they could still get it because they're traveling all over the country. Right. And the people you're going to tell me, every employee at the front desk, in the restaurant, in the kitchen, uh, in the the cleaning ladies, everyone, you're telling me no one in that building has it or has been in contact with it because it's everywhere. Like, I'm just not that stupid. So I don't know how they're going to do it. And I listen, I just hope they do it. I hope they play baseball every day for 65 days, whatever the hell it is you're talking about. But I don't know how you can possibly do it. And frankly, I think the NFL is going to have the same problem. And college, they let a ton of kids come back and train and tons of them got it. So if they can't even go to their own campus without getting it, how are they going to get on the bus and the plane and fly to that conference game they're bragging about having? So first, I think it started with the conference games where they said, we're going to play conference only. I think the next phase is, you know, they've had the NHL has had phase one, two, three, and four, et cetera. I'm going to give you phases. Phase one, we're going to play conference only. Phase two, our season's canceled. 
<laughs> That's their phases. They're going through phases. They have nothing left. Once they go, uh, all right, we're not playing non-conference. We're going to play conference only. Then the next one will be, folks, we're sorry. We can't have the season at all. Well, you, you, we've, said this, uh, we've said this a billion times. College football is going to be the absolute hardest thing for them, anybody to pull off here. And also the reason why it's going to be hard to pull off is the NCAA has kind of just left it in the lap of all of these conferences individually to make their own protocols and make their own situations and all. I mean, Mark Emmert and these guys, I mean, they're just sitting in their office. I know they put out their dopey statement yesterday saying, you know, we're going to try to give a uniform to all these conferences. You're doing nothing to help them. You're putting these conferences out there on their own to make their own decisions. And that's another reason why it's not going to work because everybody's going to be going in different directions. Did you see the story about the uh, highly touted uh, Brockermeyer twins uh, from Texas? They're everybody, their whole family like played at uh, Texas for the Longhorns, and they're both going to Alabama. They they blew they blew off Texas to go to Alabama. One of them's like a six eight, two hundred and eighty pound that's, lineman. That's a bad a loss for Tom spirit. Herman. Then good job Huge by Tom loss. Herman. And uh, good job by Tom Herman. Good job by Nick Saban. He got both of them. Uh, Tiger, he made the cut, right? I think he did. So he's the last guy in. I think he made the cut else. because of DeChambeau. Because he had that uh, double, he had that 10 spot. He, he had the 10 cup. All right, Perel on the bench. Uh, Sports Rage coming up uh, on Sports Group Radio overnights. Tell your friends about our YouTube page. Just search Sports Grid Radio. You can watch us do the shows, and uh, we're on everywhere uh, on our affiliates. Uh, Marenzi comes in right now. So uh, Carver High was talking about DeChambeau having, like, a meltdown today. He had the 10 cup. He had a 10 spot, but he, that he was throwing temper tantrums with, like, a course attendance, yelling at people, being a D. Did you see any of that? That he, he was losing his mind a little bit today on the golf course? Yeah, you know what? I was becoming a fan of this guy because he was cashing top 10 props uh, for me on a weekly basis. Uh, but he lost me a couple of weeks ago when he complained about a cameraman um, actually doing his job and filming him, filming him during the uh, the tournament. And DeChambeau said, you know, I, you know, there's certain times when you have to respect my privacy. Yeah, well, that's, you know, certain times, yes. Uh, that certain time isn't when you're live on CBS television. It's when you're uh, home. So <laughs> when you're yeah, at home, exactly. Like you, yeah, nobody's like it's not. Nobody's taking pictures of you sunbathing in the backyard, bro. Nobody wants to. And now today, I just see right now that his caddy blocked the cameraman after that meltdown today. That his caddy sort of like you know, you know, like goon squad got in front of the cameraman's face. You'll see the picture out there. I retweeted it. And it's like, what the hell are you doing, bro? You, you think know, the guy John Gotti? You think like, the sure, guy? Bro, he thinks he's John Gotti. I know, you think the guy, um, you know, uh, he's, uh, we got 30 seconds, but like, he shouldn't be on tour if he can't handle cameras and being uh, watched. <laughs> it's like you saying, Scotty, it's like you and me saying, you know, don't listen to us. You know, there's certain times you, know, you have to respect our privacy. Yeah, well, not not between 10 and midnight, evidently. <laughs> hey, Marenzi, have a good weekend, bro. I love you. Have a great show. Check out Sports Rage coming up next. Uh, Carver High, great job. I'll see you, freaks, Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern on Pharrell Coast to Coast and at 10 p.m. Um, when we do the YouTube show for Sports Radio overnight. See you, everybody. Good night.